was popping was popping was popping welcome nikki and moose i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose what up y'all and welcome to episode 105 <laughs> and in this episode listen you can put some respect on content creation on these mm -hmm. fellow content creators okay we're going to talk about uh money wise the possibilities that you can have uh with live examples and then uh team building and why you should have a team and when to have a team and all this great stuff about team moose how are we feeling about this hey the perfect balance between brand and business so when the two meet together it's usually a good thing so yep that's what this one's about i see what you did there let's get into this intro two kids from queens cut from a different cloth now joining forces helping you to elevate your personal brand yeah i'm talking about nikki and moose bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset the mentality the behaviors the driving force but more importantly the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most And of course, this is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one live streaming platform that can allow you to stream on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, the whole social media channels, plus pre-recorded stuff, do a podcast, audio uh, isolation, and so much more. So if you would like to try Ecamm Live free on us, just go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam, E-C-A-M-M, two M's, people, and 14-day trial on us. Getting good at that. Uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. I literally think this www. You know what I mean? I literally <laughs> think this out. Uh, Moose, how are we? How are you feeling? How do you feel, actually, uh, yeah. how do you feel that it is... The fourth quarter. Wow. Yep. I just yep. hit me. Yeah. Today is literally the first day. Well, at least the time that we're recording this. Yep. Man, um, I'll be honest with you. I have uh, been really working my butt off the last few months. So yeah. I think I'm I'm going into this with just just the right mentality and the right momentum. So I'm I'm pretty excited for the fourth quarter. Uh, I do feel uh, it's it's like a I don't want to say a rough stretch for business right now, but there it's it's not it's not smooth sailing. It's not 2020 the way it was. So uh, I think everyone needs to everyone's going to start to realize you you got to go harder just to keep up right now. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely game time. So actually, that was going to be my question: is is this mm -hmm. the because there's two types of uh, I think entrepreneurs when it comes to quarter four. It's the you know what. We worked mad hard in order to take off these last mm. couple of months. Or for you, is it I'm going to work harder while the people are chilling? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's the latter for sure. And and I, and I don't even want to compare it to other people. I just want to kind of do what I think is best for me right now. And that is this momentum and this balance that I have going. I think I have, I always say anytime that you have clarity and desire, on what you want to do, that's that's the best season to be at it because you know what you want, mm -hmm. you have the energy to make it happen, and you, you're in motion. So I feel like I have those two things right now, which is a good thing. I'm not like really say resting on my laurels, as they would say, as far as like my accomplishments from whatever quarters one, two, and three, because I I don't feel really, you know I don't know I'm, I'm I'm usually tough on myself anyway, but I don't feel like it's anything worth celebrating. But definitely this. This right here is 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 go time. Okay. All right. Um yeah. I think for me, uh I think it's a, a it's a mixture, right? For mm -hmm. me with quarter four. I think um I wouldn't say that it's going to be chill, but it's definitely going to be a strategizing kind of fourth quarter for me, where I where I work, but I'm going to be more intentional with setting up for 2023, right? Mm. Um, and 
those kind of things has already been starting to like, you know, be in talks way before the fourth quarter, but definitely this time is just going to be kind of just straight up planning. Okay. This is what we're doing. This is what is going to lead to this department. This is what's going to lead to this situation. So strategizing and working is going to be my thing for That's the good. fourth quarter. It's a good balance for sure. For sure. That's a good balance. Trying, trying over here. But, <laughs> um, but let's get into this episode. Because yeah. like as always, uh, we, we have to, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Actually, I want um, Moose presented this clip to me. So I want, I want Moose to talk about this. Yeah, man. So this one here is uh, a really cool, uh, really cool clip for us, I think, just because uh, it's probably the first time we feature him on the show. But uh, if you are from New York, uh, specifically somewhere in Manhattan or Soho, you might have seen a crazy guy who rides his uh, electrical skateboard through the streets and he's vlogging and doing all types of crazy stuff. I'm talking about the one and only Casey Neistat. And on this clip, he's actually talking about uh, how he realized the, the monetization of YouTube can be a game changer for you know his career. So this is what this one's about. I did a hundred million views before I turned on monetization. So I remember I turned it on and I remember like the first month it was like six grand. And I was like, oh my God, that covers rent and like daddy's paying. And then like the next month it was like 16 grand. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like 16 times 12 homies. And then the next month it was like 60 grand. And that's when I was like, uh oh. And then like it just didn't stop. Six figures and multiples. And, and then the brands start calling. The brand would be like, oh, you're so creative. We're excited to work with you. Let's. And then none of that discussion. It was just how much for you to talk about our brand on your channel. They weren't paying me for my creativity, they were paying me for my reach. That's. Hmm. That's a lot of money, Nicks. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of money. And for those of you who don't know, man, go just go check out his his vlogs. He literally was, you know, someone who originally a filmmaker. And when he moved into New York City, he started doing a daily vlog on YouTube. Literally every single day he was uploading a daily vlog. So using his natural gift and his style, brought that to YouTube, did it daily. At one point he was getting almost a million, if not more, views per vlog. And so to imagine what that has created, he just recently uh, came back or moved back to New York because he was in California, but moved back to New York and is going into that rhythm again. And you see the viewership is right where it was, if not even more than where it was before he left. So it's just interesting to see. But for me, I think about, you know, of course, two things come to mind. Number one, someone who uh, just continued to capitalize in his creativity and the patience to wait until you reach 100 million views. I mean, I think that's definitely one way to make sure that what you're doing is something that you're truly passionate about, right? It's not for the money. You're doing it because this is something that you truly love to do. So to have to wait that long, and I don't know if he did it intentionally or it's just when he realized it, I don't know that that was a plan, say, going into it. He said, okay, I'm going to wait till 100 million. But just the fact that he did that, it obviously shows where he's at. But I think on the back end of that too, you start to see what really matters to brands when you're talking about what are people going to come and look for or why would they want to collaborate with you or maybe work with you and even pay you for certain things? And you've said it many different times in many different ways, but it's not so much the creativity, as he mentioned. It was just we want to pay you specifically for your reach. Mm -hmm. So I think just those two ingredients and, of course, showing that there is big money in this in this world of content creation. Like there, there's a whole business to this thing. Uh, and I think more and more, we're really starting to see that as people openly talk about it. No, that's that's a whole fact. And actually, it's funny that you said that um, you also send me something of uh, which almost made me cry. Uh, Mom, <laughs> if you're watching this, uh, when I reach certain status as a content creator, I need this same energy. OK, what we're, we're going to show I need this or what you're going to hear as well. Uh I want the same energy. So there's this this Twitch streamer. 
called uh man i'm gonna i'm probably gonna mess it up so bear with me uh kai sinat that's what i think i'm gonna call him just kai but i think that's how you say it i'm not gonna repeat it twice but definitely kai right um there was a big celebration because uh when uh moose sent me the clip it was celebrating 80k subscribers on twitch right and then I looked it up. Now he's at 100K uh, subscribers with Twitch. And so why is that a big deal when you have uh, Casey talking about how much he made and there's people on YouTube that make two, uh, 2 million subscribers. Mr. Beast has like 100 million subscribers. Like, why is this such a big deal? Well, with Twitch, you pay for those subscriptions. So... Uh, he is, when it was 80K, he was one out of three uh, streamers that made 80K paid subscribers. He charges $4 for each subscriber. So you're looking at over 300K a month right. to stream, right? Casey talked about the, how much he made a month that is like at first you're like oh I can pay for I can pay for rent right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. here I am looking at that like yo I'm trying to move back to the tri-state area let me go take this a little bit more serious <laughs> you know what I mean if he could pay right, rent right. And I know where he lives hold on let me let me go take this a little bit more serious but um with cot let me I explained it I set it up mom I want this energy okay hold on. My mom ma calling me. Hello? Congratulations, son. Thank you. You're number one. You're number one. I was sleeping. I kept hearing my notifications. And when I looked, you was like 79. And, and it comes in. I'm like, I'm so happy for you, baby. You worked so hard. And you deserve yes, sir. so much. And, and we, we watch it. And we're so proud of you, everybody. Babe, I love you so much. Babe, I'm so proud of you. You're number one. And you my son. And I'm so happy to be your mom. And I just want to let the world know that you've been working hard like this for a long time. So you can only now know. All right, you heard a sniffle. That wasn't me. All right. And you heard a sniffle? That was not me, people. Yeah. Yeah. It was not me. But, um, like, and, and this is for also all parents. Like, please encourage the babies to be content created. That's three, over 300K a month isn't light. Mm -hmm. It isn't light. 16K a month. It's not light. It's not. It really isn't. Like 10 really k a month off of making videos is not light. Like this is a whole career. This is a whole way of being. He can supply money to other people and, and, and hiring them. Now he's providing jobs. Casey's providing jobs. Like this is. Y'all need to put some respect on content creators. I will say that. Y'all need to not, like, brands are getting smarter and being like, okay, I need to get in front of your audience. Like, how much to get in front of your audience? We're thinking, just like you said, where we're thinking it has to be all creative and they, they love us for what we do. And it's like, nah, I love you for your audience because it's the audience mm. that we need. So you could just talk about us. You could place our product right here, however you want to go about it. But we want to pay for your for your audience. And that's why it's so important to grow and have brand awareness and growing your audience instead of just, I want to do whatever I want to do, right? Yeah. No, you have to, when you're starting to create content, you have to take, if you're going this route, now there's two routes. Remember when it comes to content creation, you are the business owner. So yeah, you can make money off of the platforms and 
uh, your community and things like that. But in all actuality, you're trying to grow traffic to your business, right? So there's that route. Or there's the content creator route, which is your whole focus is to create content on these different platforms in order to get paid, whether through ads, through sponsorships, through subscriptions, through merchandise, the whole nine. Those are the different ways you can make revenue based off of a content creator plus more. But there is there is two ways. Now, you can do both, yes, uh, but you have to focus on one first, right? And I think the easiest round, this is my opinion, to do both is go as a content creator first and then become a business. So you look at a Mr. Beast. Uh, there was a clip that I saw that somebody had offered him a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought about that when you mentioned his name. That's yeah. crazy. They offered him a billion dollars for his channel and his associated businesses. And he was like, nah. I said, oh, my God. Right? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's right? crazy. Right. But but that's what he he he, cre he was a content creator. He is a content creator. Used his money to to fund the businesses, right? And now he's both a business owner and a content creator, right? Um, you could do it from the business owner side, but I think your focus is always the business side because that's more something that you could pass down. That's more mm -hmm. something that doesn't always rely on you. So that's always the goal to have something that if you was to pass or something was to happen, it will still continue. Whereas mm -hmm. you as the content creator, something happens to you that actually affects the flow of money that's coming in. So I like the content create. I almost want to reverse what I'm doing right now and just concentrate. On, <laughs> and I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to move. My, I didn't tell my mother. I'm trying to move back to the tri-state area. So uh, we, we these coins need to, to be a little bit different because that's. They, they need a match. Yeah, 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 yeah. They price need points a match. Don't, don't make no sense, your price point. Bro, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. Let's, <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's skip that. Let's skip that part let's today. Let's just get to the, let's can we get to the next today. topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but can I say this, though? Go. What a beautiful moment that is, man. Like, for real, you talked about parents embracing their children mm -hmm. or encouraging them to be content creators because I think more and more we're seeing this to be a valid, you know, I don't want to just say career option, but a money-making option, it can be a real thing. So definitely for people out there who will have children who are into streaming and Twitch and all these different platforms, encourage them, man. That's that's phenomenal. But I think it was, the, the part for me was her saying, you've always worked this hard. Yeah. You know, like it's not just something that you started doing and all of a sudden it popped, you know? So it shows that she's been supportive through his whole journey. So that, that was a beautiful moment, man. You, you got to... You got to give it up. Shout out to, to Kai for that, man. That's, 20 that's years old. Unbelievable. 20. You're talking about $320,000 a month. Right. That's, give or take. Give or yeah. take because, you yeah, know, you got average. fees taken out, sure, things like that. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. But he reached, uh, he, and I think you said he reached 100000 I did see that, too. He reached yeah. 100000 shortly yeah. after. Yeah. It was a big It was a big celebration. It was, yeah, it's, it's really dope to see, like, those different milestones, understanding the back end of how much you do make. And, and that brings up a whole nother point of like, some people are just uh, getting on these platforms just to have that amount of number, right? Mm -hmm. 80K, 100K, but they ain't paying you for the 80K or the 100K. Twitch seems to be, I'm now going to look more into Twitch because I'm like, wait, hold on. What's what? happening over right, there? Right, 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 right. Yeah. What's happening over there that you you are paying this amount? And that's not including donations. Because you also get uh, donations on that. Right? Wow. So, and there was like one more thing it does. It's like donations and something else. But um, that that right there, 
is first off, like I said, I almost I was like, oh my god, oh my god, mm-hmm. this is this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we need to focus on those platforms that actually reward us instead of just vanity metrics. So if Twitch is doing that, like, yo, let's celebrate you getting 80K, but it's 80 paid subscribers. Mm. You were one of the three that did that. Now you're, and I think he was like number one of the twi- of t- Twitch streamers at the time. Of course, now at, at 100K, I don't know how many other streamers do that, but that's that's numbers. That's numbers. Yeah, that's crazy. That is, uh, we need to create strategies that will make sure our efforts come back with some type of reward instead of oh my god, look how many, you know, look how many followers I have. No, hundred percent, hundred percent, spot on. So, uh. Parents, uh, create more content creators, okay? Encourage, encourage the uh, content creators. And for those people who've been uh, thinking, should I take content a little bit more serious? Yes. Now, this next one, um, shout out to Earn Your Leisure. We haven't covered them for Two weeks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. It's been uh, two weeks. Right, 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 right. No, we haven't covered Earn Your Leisure for a little bit, um, but they came out with primetime. Dion Sanders. Um, the interview was really good. Really, really good. So shout out to the guys. Uh, but there was this part of how do we, as a business, recruit new team members right and of course with with uh prime time he's a coach and so he's looking for more football players but of course we look at it as this is a really good strategy to recruit new team members to our culture so let's see what or hear what they talking about if you understood what I, and I know you're going to do your homework and put it on the screen for me, please. Understand what a Power 5 recruiting budget and just overall budget for football and what our budget is. You're going to laugh your butt off. So when we do these type of things, it's all recruiting for us. This is how we recruit. So when we show you the pregame speeches, the postgame on the field, practice and playing the music and this and this is bringing um, uh, Dolph's whole click in, you know, the paper route boy. When we when we doing all that, man, that's that's recruiting for us. And it's 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 free. First off, I think that's genius. I didn't even mm-hmm. really think about it like that to where if you are putting or if you're creating a culture with celebration, if you're recognition, um, you know, different different uh, routines and and how things are being placed and and shown throughout how you do practice or how do you do meetings and yeah, people are going to be like, yo, I want to be part of this. You're actually creating a culture and putting it out on social media, and people are going to be attracted to that. Oh, snap. I've never seen a football team do it this way. This is what they do with practice. This is what they do in their huddles. This is what... So when you look at it from a recruiting situation for business, like, can you have the same energy, the same type of culture as sports that would make it attractive to work with you? Oh, snap, yeah. you do uh, team outings and the team outings look like this. This is who speaks at your company. This is who you got, not Joe Schmo. You got so-and-so coming in to train your team. Hold on. This this isn't why why doesn't my nine to five do this? Like 
I want to work over there. Mm-hmm. What does it take? Oh, hello. We are hiring. Check this out, right? So to see that him, like Dion actually uses social media in that way, I'm like, oh, that's first off, genius. genius. Yes, yeah. genius. Second, how do we break that down to make it easier for other people to, for those people who are like, yo, I need a team, I need a team, I need a team. How do you show the culture that you are building to attract that team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it shows, man, the intentionality behind what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was watching the, the interview, one of the things I liked is he talked about, of course, crediting his son because he said, you know, it's really his son's, uh, uh, ideas with his production in a sense is to almost they collaborate to make that thing happen but it shows its intentionality so you know for business owners out there thinking about it, it's so funny and, and and it can just show you like how relevant this concept is to all types of industries and verticals and different types of business i was literally speaking with my barber today but just no, today barber. my friend yeah, hello, my, my boy Pablo. I've known Pablo literally since I was 17 years old. So I've known Pablo for a really long time. And he was asking me the same exact question. He said, man, you need to help me with my hiring. You know, I'm having trouble and yada, yada, yada. And I need to get my hands out the business. And I'm sure it's the same exact pain points that so many business owners have today. And I told him, I said, Pablo, turn the camera on. You're mm-hmm. here. And if you want to attract people that are going to be superstars, that are gonna help you to really carry the weight of your business, you're not gonna find those people on Indeed or LinkedIn. You know why? Because they're, they got something going on. Mm-hmm. So you have to become attractive if you're going to attract top tier talent to your business. That's good. Top tier talent doesn't need a job. They don't need an opportunity. Top tier talent is actually saying no to a lot of things right now. So what are you going to bring to the table that's going to say, wait a minute, it's gonna catch their eye and say, you know what, you might wanna consider working with us over here because of what we have going on. It goes beyond the paycheck. So when I look at what Prime is doing, right? Number one, because he's doing that, he's showing he's accepting of the next generation. Yeah. Not only am I mindful of what you all are thinking about, what you all are, wanting and what you desire, but I know the, the style in which you communicate. I know the things that matter to you, and I'm going to meet you there and help elevate you and grow you to be men in this case because we're talking about athletes and football players. So I think this is, this is definitely one of those things that a lot of businesses need to start thinking about that. How can we document different parts of our culture, different parts of our process or what we stand on so that we can show the next generation that, hey, we're innovative. We're so innovative that we'll take the thing that most people consider to be annoying or it's just a game or it's just for this type of person and show you that we're willing to learn it so that we can welcome you into our space. So yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not something that's going away. It's not one of those things where you can hold it off and say, oh, I own a business today. This little social media phase or whatever is, it's going to go away. And once it goes away, I'll just go back to my normal life and, and be the boss. And people are going to just want to work for me just because I'm the boss. It's like, no, that is not the case. So yeah, for sure. If you're going to be a business that utilizes a strategy like this, you have to think about some of these elements that we just talked about. Yeah. And he probably uh, understands that his name alone isn't only going to bring in people. I think it, it does a good a good amount, right? It's a hook, yeah. Right. But what else is there? Right? What else can he do in order to get the top players to be interested in going into his team, right? And him using the strategy of, okay, let me get Wallow and Gilly. Let me get, mm-hmm. you know, Dolph. Rest in peace, Dolph. Let me, let's get Jeezy. Let's get some of these uh, these people that pe- that they listen to, that they look up to, and let's bring them into the locker room. Once again, yo, that's who you bringing? That's the culture that you, like, 
sharing the culture will attract people. But mm-hmm. you have to build a culture. And I think that's yeah. another thing that he focuses on. What culture am I creating for for my team, for the the for the overall look of this? So people would want to be a part of it, want to support it, want to share uh you know, everything that's happening about it, want to attend it. Like culture, even though we're we're breaking down utilize social media to show what you do in order to attract, you still have to build the culture first. Mm-hmm. You can't just show these are, these are the team members and this is what you do. What do you want people to embody? What do you want people when they look at it say, yo, I need like everything from what they're wearing to how they speak to how they move as a group everything i want i want that right and that's kind of just even some of the thought process that i have with some of the stuff like that we're we got going on it's like yo it's the culture it's not the person yeah it's the culture and how do we show culture more and not rely on the talent per se because the talent can take you far. So as us as personal brands, we are going to be able to bring in a lot of traffic. But if we don't have culture, which is the community, which is, you know, some of the, the regimens that we have going on, if we don't show that as well, then we are relying too much on the talent, a.k.a. you. And if something was to go wrong... It's it's a wrap. If something was to go wrong with prime time at this moment, the culture itself can carry a good amount of it. And that is still going to be documented in order to bring more recruits. So that's something to think about. As like, you know what? Some things we rely on talent and the influencer a little bit too much. And you have to have you have to grow your influence every single day. But while you do that, if you are the business owner, if you are something that requires a team, what culture are you creating? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's free. And it's free. That part too. Yeah, that part. And it's free. You know what I mean? Um, speaking about building a team, um, I was watching this this interview in another podcast, Idea Generation. Generation? Is it Idea Generation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Idea mm-hmm. Generation. And they had Ghazi, the head of Empire Records, on it. And we've talked about multiple times, like, you need a team. You need a team. You need a team. But uh, a, a team member costs. You feel me? Like, this, this is not a cheap. Thing. You can't pay somebody a hundred dollars and be like, thanks. Like you're on my team. Now do this, 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 this for a hundred. It's not mm-hmm. acquiring employees is a very expensive situation. So I've been on the uh the quest of finding a reasonable strategy to do so. Because it's mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. It's like, like, I'll be honest. We had this meeting and uh, within the three next three to five years uh, for deeper than the brand, we're going to have 50 uh, team members. Mm. Uh, A certain individual, I won't name their names, but you'll probably know who I'm talking about. Uh, A certain individual was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot um and we never that's talked about it again <laughs> like mm. it was just it was just overwhelming right and so i'm now on like how do we okay we need these people we need everything from high level people to entry level people but how like what is the best way am i just 
paying for a whole department? Am I paying, like, do I have to save this amount and and then get three of them? Like, what are we doing? So uh, we may have uh, a certain answer for that. May have, and then we're going to talk about it. It's the Nipsey Hustle marathon, not the sprint, mm -hmm. from the very beginning. So it was every two or three months, save up a little money, get another employee. Okay, cool, I got somebody now that I can teach how to do contracts. I can get out of contracts. Okay, cool. I got somebody that knows how to pitch DSPs. Me and Nima don't need to call iTunes and Rhapsody and everybody no more. So we started to do that department by department. Mm. Go ahead, Mr. Businessman. Yeah, I'm over here taking notes, but um, so, so I'm like, like legit taking notes. But no, nah, it's, it's it's pretty cool, man, because you know one of the things that for sure you you gotta, and I want people to realize too, like this is this is real world stuff, man. Now you see why it's tempting to give up ownership in your business, mm. right? When 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 you're no longer just a one man show, or you're running the business and and you can do everything by yourself. This is why companies and businesses take outside funding, because you're talking about going to a, a real business, large scale organization, 50, 100, 100 plus employees or staff members. Yeah. That stuff costs money. People are not just going to come and say, yeah, sure. Just give me two bucks. Take two bucks. Ooh, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, you know, they want serious, serious pay, of course, depending on the position. But it adds up when you talk about having a payroll of 10, 20, 30, 40 people, it continue to add up. So I think it definitely shows that this is a real deal. But his strategy for saying how he offloaded some of those responsibilities mm -hmm. per department based on where they were, I think definitely it's genius. One of the things that we have to add, though, is is that money that's coming in money that's going to stay at least consistently within the business? Because one of the mistakes people make often is they'll say, okay, I'm making 10. I can go hire someone and pay them seven and I'll make three. Now I won't keep the 10, but hey, it's, I'd better keep the three and get my time back. Okay, but what if that 10 expires in six months? Then you, you move that, that scale and you're like, ooh, okay, so now how do I make up that deficit? Because I'm not keeping nothing. I'm coming out of pocket for seven. So it's it's a constant battle, which is I'm not trying to scare people away from business, but I'm just showing just like the did. realistics. <laughs> people are like, all right, I'm out of here. So, not, so because right now. now the the follow up is what is a good range that you can tell that this is coming in consistently? Yeah. Like, yeah, is that I, three I mean, months? Is that is that five? Is that a whole year? Because now. The longer that you wait, the more that you take on certain tasks that you shouldn't be. Or is that, you know, how some people go, and this is my mindset lately. Uh, I'm a, I'm a flip the bill. I'm a pay this. And now I have to make this work regardless if this continues to go up and down or whatever it does. I now have the motivation to mm -hmm. have that go more consistent plus have a backup because what I'm not going to do is go in the red. Right, right, right. And and that that's you know I I'm, I'm I struggle with that mentality because there are a lot of times where I'm tempted to do that because right. it does feel good from time to time when you're like, "You know what? I'm going to motivate myself to do this." It's like, is that the best strategy though? In some cases, sure. But it's not the most sustainable one. <laughs> like, I just got to be honest, as I think about it, just from my own personal experience, it's not the most sustainable one. As, as far as a time range, though, to your direct question, I can't say that there's a specific time range because it varies based on industry or the type yeah. of business that you're in. But ultimately, if you track, if you track your revenue month over month, you'll start to see what, what you're where you're consistent at, what's your average. Mm -hmm. And in one of the businesses we're involved in, we literally track it. We have a daily average and a monthly average based over from like year to date. Okay. And we'll, we'll see where we're at, right? So it's like, okay, based on what our daily average is, here's what we can afford to, afford to do 
to maintain our margins. Let's mm -hmm. say we want to maintain a profit margin of 20%, 30%, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. just to keep it easy numbers. Anything that we make over that is a bonus. It's like, hey, we had a great month. You're going to take home a little extra cash. Great. Or you can reinvest it back in the business. Or you can put it out, uh, out you know, into a savings account or whatever it is for, you know, for future investments. But that average is a critical point when mm -hmm. you're thinking about something like that. So, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of like my, my fun stuff, but I, I won't geek out on it for some, so nobody feels like, okay, nah, I'm, I, I want nothing to do with business. It's, it's good. Business is good. No, you have, you have to talk Scale. about, yeah, you have yeah. to talk about those things because if it scares you to the point where you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it. Right. That's real. So yeah. those things, I mean, even hearing it, hearing about it is like, Oh, Oh my mm -hmm, God. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but it's funny that you said that, yo, I, I, sh I don't go with that mindset. And I instantly thought about the people who purchase gym memberships because they say, if I have to, <laughs> if I go somewhere and I pay yeah. for it, it's going to make me want to go all the time. Now, my thought process of it is it doesn't hurt so much. Right. That's why I'm like, I'm thinking about the employee one a little bit different because that's going to hurt. That's yeah. You're looking thirty yeah. k, forty, fifty, sixty, depending who you hire, six figures. Like that's not little money. That's not twenty four ninety nine a month, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and I've so, could could you maneuver a different way? Because that's not chump change. Some of the things we pay for, all right, if, if I pay for this course, I'm going to take it serious. Some people do because it may be their last. You know what I mean? Right. Or it did hurt their pockets. And some people are like, didn't really hurt that much. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The $1,000 uh, course didn't hurt me too much. So I'll get to it. You can wait, yeah. All right, right. 50K. Oh, well, that may... That may make and plus if you if you in the benefit situation, then you gotta pay for that, all that whole like it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. It is. Yeah, just to just to give people like a, a reasonable idea. I mean, once you're once you're at about ten staff members, it can it can cost you roughly, you know, thirty to forty grand between uh unemployment insurance taxes, payroll, and just the accounting portion of it. I mean, you, you're, in, you're paying a chunk out quick yeah. on a monthly basis. So, it, you know, it, it puts things into perspective for sure. You, you really got to be operating pretty strategic to, uh, to let it run like that. Uh, save your coins, people. Save your coins. Right. Save a little bit, get a new person. And everything that has to go with it. You know what I mean? Um, That's but, real. Uh, this last clip wanted to talk about competition, right? So uh, there was a recent interview with Akon on Sway uh, talking about T-Pain, right? And another great artist. Both Akon and T-Pain are amazing artists. And there were a lot of similarities that people were saying between T-Pain and Akon. And so the question was, why did you sign him if there were similarities? And this is what he said. Like my motto was always, if there's anything that's close to what we're doing and that's representing what we're doing, make it a part of what you're doing. Mm. I would rather T-Pain been a part of us than me being, than him being my competitor. First off, that was a very uh, smart decision, money-wise. Because if you know T-Pain's career, my man was very successful. And still is successful to this day. But music-wise, I think everybody wanted a T-Pain hook. Everybody wanted, like, his albums did amazing. Uh, T-Pain was highly successful before. Now, I like this this um this theory this this kind of 
vibe that he has been thinking about as far as like, uh, you know what? Just can't beat them, join them kind of situations. Like, yeah. I'd rather corner the market with similar vibes and just them embodying who we are and this type of market than necessarily compete and then eventually I'm going to reach a certain type of level that's either going to peak, you know, stay where it's at. I'm not going to grow because I've already been on the top. So instead of being selfish and just thinking I'm always going to be on top, no, we as a company is going to be on top because we are uh, gathering other people who have similar traits, similar styles, uh, similar mindsets, and we're going to do this together. And I think that's really, really, really important for people to understand the power of collaboration and the power of partnerships, because at some point we will not be on top. We will not, yeah. uh, always be number one, but what we represent and our company and our business structure can be. And that's just by moving in strategic ways where some will battle with that because of pride. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you, you just think about it every time an acquisition is made, the company that makes the acquisition is always for the most part looked at as the industry leader. Yeah. So when we see that, you know, LVMH acquired Off-White, we're like, oh, shoot, uh, Louis Vuitton, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, okay. So, like, they further really stamped their foot in the space to show you, no, we're the best here. Look, we're, we're gaining more ground. So I, I, I follow that mentality, man. I think you're right as far as pride will often say, no, they're not better than us, or, or it kind of puts us in this mentality where we talked about it in previous episodes where we think that there can only be one number one. We come from, unfortunately, that background where it's just everything is, is so limited. It's, it's always a limited mentality or scarcity. But once you start thinking about that, you eliminate the noise. And you, you, I think the one thing people underestimate is the fact that there's so much collaboration that can come from having another A player in your team. So we were talking about how building teams, quite honestly, that's another way to build a team. It's to partner and acquire someone who's already dominant in their space. Now you can skip the steps of having to seek the talent, find the talent, hire the talent, train the talent, hope that they pan out the way that you expect it. It's like, no, I can just look at a T-Pain and I already know what his record is based off of obviously what he's done in the space. So when I bring him into you know the the label and and now we've collaborated in a sense you know what you're getting it's it's pretty much there to show so i think that's another strategic way to to kind of build and get some level of security with you you know that it's it's going to pan out um, the the thing is that i feel that is a huge struggle is how do you how do you put that pride aside Right. Like, OK, I get it. Partnerships, collaborations. I hear you, Nikki and Moose. OK, now I have them and they're doing something better than me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have to do it, too. Right. Like, granted, I am a competitor type. I'm competitive is all get up. OK. Uh I, I, I'm still working on it. Still working on it. Uh, but I've done a lot better. But, and I think as humans, we just love competition, right? Yeah. And I think that's where it comes from with the there can only be one. Because us as humans love to see people battle it out. Like, what is the best? I think Kevin Hart spoke about it perfectly on Drink Champs when they're like, the number one comedian, black comedian is like, yo, there can be multiple black comedians that are on top. Like there, there doesn't only need to be one. There's 
one who's really good at this and one who's really good at that and one who's good like even with basketball it's like it's cool to say greatest of all time but that's kind of downplaying the other people right mm -hmm. i say all that because when we going back to the pride situation like of course as leaders in the game and you are coming up with a certain amount a level of pride and competition right now you're like okay i got to bring in people this you know this is great to build a platform for others great woo 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 but while you're still in the game and you're seeing this person maybe going uh what you deemed as out of line or not as the brand like how do you stop yourself from interfering and making it not such a collaborative thing it almost m makes it feel as uh little little, little fellow over there okay ma'am mm -hmm. hello mm -hmm. you're here we're working together but know your place like right, right, you ain't right. there yet like that's unhealthy that's still very yeah. unhealthy like how do you what are some thoughts on that one very long yeah, question I'm, my bad yeah i i, I mean look Pride in general, I don't know that I'm uh, fully uh, able to speak on it because I have a lot of it. I've always talked about it as as my uh, as my bad That's side. That's why I want to talk I, about it because I'm like, <laughs> maybe more we talk about it, yeah. maybe it will help as well. Yeah, no, I, I certainly hope so. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I like, yeah, I see I what do. you're doing, but yeah, I, that, yeah maybe I, we can try. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In this way, this whole no, time. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and it, I just think it's it's uh, it's it's always this sense of I don't want to give someone the right or the opportunity to come back and say slander your name. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's definitely part of where pride comes from, right? Where I think, especially as minority men, there's this stigma of what you're supposed to do for yourself and your family and you shouldn't allow another man to do for you. Right. So I, I know I know part of it definitely comes from that. It's like that very traditional, almost hard-headed mentality that comes with it because that's just how you were groomed. That's how you were told you should you should be. And when you take some of those practices into business, as you mentioned, it can be a little bit toxic. But I think about other successful people who've done it. So like one of, the, one of the people that comes to mind who I think is really great at this is CJ. Mm -hmm. and, and I see a very healthy version of the way he does it because he puts other power players in place, but he is whole enough to never feel as though his self-esteem has been shaken. And I think when your confidence is fully intact, you feel good about yourself and, and what you bring to the table other people almost immediately just respect those boundaries and you don't hear about anything going south, you know, with what he's established, whether it be bringing on people. Uh, I've, I've always even thought about like, man, how would, how would you bring up someone say, uh, and, and not, I'm not that I'm saying anything bad about him. I mean, I think freaking amazing, but uh, say Inky onto the platform where it's almost, well, Hey, don't you think that can be direct competition to E? It, actually, no. And you think about how it unfolded with the brand yeah. and you see many cap collaborations between E and Inky, whether on the stage, different conferences, whatever it may be, and you see how well that's played out. So I think moments like that give us enough, say, of a sample size where we can start to see this is actually the better way to do it. If you don't want to get crossed or if you don't want to get left behind, or you don't want to deal with the pressure of one day someone coming saying, oh yeah, look at a little man over there that once was hot. It probably is in your best interest to collaborate with the top talent. And of course, with some vetting, I'm not saying just go and immediately jump into bed with someone because you're concerned that they will one day beat you out for the number one position, mm -hmm. but you're, you're gonna do some vetting to make sure it's the right people. But yeah, in, in my in, in my mentality, I, I definitely think that's uh, that's part of it. Maybe what I struggle with is personal pride. I don't think it's collaborative pride. Collaborative pride, I'm cool with. It's, it's personal pride <laughs> that messes me up. Hey, you are you are protective though. I wouldn't yeah, call it yeah, I wouldn't sure. call it pride, but there's certain things 
you're very protective and you're like, who's that? No. <laughs> We're like, but it's yeah. great. And you trust who is right, he? Right, right, right. Who is he? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got you gotta give people time, man. You gotta give people time. I think every every uh every person in say a, a new environment or for people who just like new things in general, they can almost be a little bit easily impressed with someone or something that's in the space. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. It's like, no, but but give it time. And I think it's also it's almost unfair to the people who've been loyal to you for X amount of years, if you just jump to the next shiny object and you overlook the loyalty and the effort and all of the things that go into making a relationship work or a partnership work for X amount of years. So I'm cognizant of that too, right? Like I gotta, that's one thing I definitely have learned over the years is that you can't neglect people's efforts. That's, that's not cool. Like you talk about team building. You can't build a team that is constantly neglecting people who are pouring in their blood, sweat, and tears. I might have hit a chord because I already see official. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm this is a whole after show combo because yeah. if you want to get yeah. into it, we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, it's important, man. We it's can important. get into it. Um, we may have to discuss a little bit this about the after show. I'm just because <laughs> I, I don't think I can go in the way I want to on this. Not appropriately. And the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we have other pieces of content that we create that allows me to be me. Um, not right. saying you don't get me here, but uh, politically correct statements sometimes have to be on the main show. And um, But what I will say to that part, without going too much into it, um, I will say to avoid that that feeling that of like, the shiny new object and the other people feeling, uh, you know, whoa, what about me kind of situation. Um, I think getting more into the celebration mode is, is needed more. I was reading mm. uh, 24 Assets, which is a really good book, right? Uh, I think, what was it by? Daniel Presley or something like that, right? And one of the things he said was like, yo, after a campaign, yo, celebrate. I don't care how good or how bad this campaign did. We need to celebrate. So because what they said before was campaign went great, made millions of dollars. The top three people quit because they were drained. Because the company had created an environment of campaign after campaign after campaign and no recognition, no, hey, great job, this is cool, and not just by words, like you have to actually do something as well. Um, I say all that because I think from, we're always going to get new people and Regardless if we're trying to be very intentional with not making people feel, yo, what about, haven't you seen me? That's still going to happen because as you bring in new people, there's going to be a certain amount of energy you have to give those people. It's like a mm -hmm. new baby, right? right? And then the 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 one that was there already, the kid that was already there was like, hey, 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 you Feels used to do that kid. for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I used to get carried. Pick me up. Yo, you're seven. Right. But pick me up. Like, what are we talking about? Right? I think only New York babies sound like that. But it's cool. Right? Um, so, I think to a certain level, that's going to always happen. But to, to help, not avoid, but to help is to make sure you recognize what the people you do have on your team are doing. Whether it's from the smallest thing of saying thank you individually to maybe a whole team outing and situation, but yeah. something so that when new people come in, you're like, hey, dog, okay, you, you already working me to death and you showing super love over there. What, what am I here for? What, mm -hmm. what am I exactly here for? But, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's valid. 
That's valid. Recognition goes a long way, man. Simple, please, thank you. You know, like, I hate to take it back there, but the, the, the simple pleasantries definitely make a difference. This is a fact. Listen, people, um, I think I did really good at controlling myself on that one and still giving nuggets. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Right. But um, do us a favor, make sure you do check out the after show. Um, it's really dope vibes over there. More transparent talk, more strategy talk. Um, this one, we're going to be talking about regimen versus spontaneous vibes, right? Um, and then a little bit of this particular topic, because I feel like I may go a little bit more into it. Um, but definitely continue to follow us on all social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, that whole nine. Um, but Moose, final words. Yeah, stop delaying the realization of your dream because of fear of what others may think about you. If they're, they're gonna talk anyways, so you might as well let them talk while you're winning instead of losing. Hmm.